1: Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark
0: Walters.
1: Walter, Walter. Walter.
0: Here we go. Second hour of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense from AAR Ranch in the Sig Sauer Studios, now on the Fort Worth Armory, platinum and very powerful microphone. All of it being brought to you today by X-Insurance. First hour was a doozy with David, and we get to keep David Codry here for the next three segments as well. And then Greg and I will wrap up the week, I guess, say. Yeah. wrap up the week with you and tie everything together in that final segment. And you will start your weekend. I know Greg's ready to start his weekend. Greg in Dallas, Texas. Welcome aboard, brother. Thanks for doing everything you do down there for us or over there for us, depending on where you're at.
2: Yeah, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. That's Greg being <laughs> super tired. <laughs> I guess you got to know Greg like I do. He yeah. lives in my ears all day, every day. Six days a years. week six days a week yeah you're welcome <laughs> yeah you're welcome is it is the hour greg go ahead and cue the end music I'm Yeah, the well, here we, go. Here we go. so, yeah. so moving on so oh, moving on greg thanks man tell people where they can get involved in the chat's it been active today i've been busy with dave
2: and haven't had a chance i was thumbing through it during the top of the hour break yeah the chat's always pretty active just head on over to your app store grab the telegram messaging app create your profile and search for armed american radio conversations and when you do that, you'll be able to communicate with us. We
0: are looking at that live, and if something pops up and it's relevant we'll, uh, and we get around to it, we'll mention you on the air as we are, want to do from time to time. Let's go back to David Codria, who's coming to us from beautiful Hudson, Ohio, just outside Akron. He's live with us. David, are you, are you smoking a big Padron out there, and do you have a Friday adult beverage in your hand? I, I hope you do.
3: No, as a matter of fact, I'm uh, sitting at my computer right now. I don't want to start my evening too early because uh, the reason I have to leave after three segments is that my wife and I are going to a art festival dinner. Uh and Ooh. there we, we, we have uh tickets that that include drinks uh with that. So I don't want to get started too early, but yeah, an art festival dinner. You know, believe it or not, we are not all the knuckle draggers that the left wing media tries to portray us to be. You know, oh, we yes also go are. to symphony orchestra concerts and uh yeah, well tomorrow I'll be out there with my splitter and my wedge, you know, uh taking care of the fire pit. So you
0: yeah, know, what we're, David we're isn't telling high. us what David isn't telling us is that the artwork is all really cool gun stuff. That's what he's failing to tell us. David, welcome back, man. It's always great to have you with us. Before we go farther, I, I like to mess around with some you know, some other topics that are making news on a Friday. It's always fun to do. And one of the ones we've been talking about all week has been this, just this incredibly horrific story about the submersible blowing up or imploding, if you will, to be exact. With these four people, plus the two crew members, I guess, or however many, there were five on board. It doesn't matter. You lost, having lost five souls 13,000 feet below the surface to go see the Titanic. Well, it didn't work out that well. And the reason I mentioned that, first off, would you ever do something like that, David?
3: Uh, you know what? The the way that it was presented to these people, they they didn't really know. I, I think I have a fair appraisal of what the risks actually were. Uh, i don't i don't think that uh I would want to my my closest experience to a submarine is uh up in Lake Erie uh they have the u s s cod which was a world War two era submarine and it's docked there permanently and you can go on board and you can tour it it's a wonderful tour. I highly recommend it to everyone but uh i don't think that I would actually be comfortable uh going down very far in a submarine, although maybe if there were one like in Florida and it didn't go too deep, you know, like a snorkel level and you could go through coral reefs, maybe I would do something like that, but not down down to deep Titanic. No way.
0: Yeah, uh, well, you know, I don't care how it's presented. This kid says, nope, because I don't want to become a part of the Titanic story, which they have now done. Okay, I I just don't want to do that. But, you know, there's a a more interesting aspect of this that has broken out. I want to get your opinion on this, because it's now come to light that the Navy knew this explosion or implosion occurred within minutes using super high secret, double secret probation technology that we have, which is cool to know we have, quite frankly, guys. But there is a lot of theory out there now. That Why wasn't that mentioned at the time it happened until five days later when it was made public? And a lot of people are making the correlation. Here we go again. And this is the cynic in me and the conspiracy realist, to quote Justin Moon, CEO of Car Arms, one time on Armed American Radio's Monster Cast in the Roundtable. Oh, we're getting a phone call in here on the bat phone. So we hang up on him. Always fun to do. That's why I leave it plugged in. It's an actual dial telephone, and it really rings when people call it. But nonetheless, the theory out there, was this just another ploy during the Hunter Biden story exploding to keep people on this story and not give them the real facts that apparently we already knew? Would they do that, David?
3: Yeah, there there is the distraction aspect to the story. Uh, you know, there's there, there's no way I don't think that uh, we're ever going to get to the real bottom of that. Uh, the thing is, what, what what it tells me though what the story really illustrates to me though is the engineering corners that were cut and the greed that would allow this thing to take off in the first place. And, and the reason it kind of struck home with me is I'm reading a book right now, and, and I very rarely get. Chance to read for pleasure, okay? Because I do so much reading just in you know producing the columns every day. And I went down actually to the Hudson Library and saw this guy speak. He's the author is, uh, and his name is. uh, Let's see, I got it right here. S. C. Gwynn, and he's got a book, His Majesty's Airship, and it's about the dirigibles and uh, a disaster greater than the Hindenburg. And you read about the hubris and the ignorance and the pride that went into this. Because who thinks it's a good idea to go up into a hydrogen filled balloon right, this thing, right. Even had, this thing this thing even had
1: a smoking car <laughs> okay. no, no smoking please but I mean,
3: come know, on. And, and, and and yet yet you see some of the stuff that's coming out now with this uh, with this uh, submersible at the Titanic. and and I'm getting a lot of the same vibe about just the arrogance and the hubris and the corner cutting and the refusal to admit reality and that that gets us back into two, the main reason we're on this program is a refusal to admit reality, uh, number one, by people who lie about it in order to gain power, and number two, by the useful idiots that they're relying on to exploit, to allow them to swindle them out of their rights. And unfortunately, they're allowing them to swindle them out of our rights as well, which is why we're on here doing what we do.
0: Yeah, during the break, I was reading a little bit more about uh, about the Senate and ATF. And I want to ask you a question about Biden threatening veto to close out this segment. And then i want to move to the IRS with you. And Lord knows we could spend another two hours on that without batting an eyelid. But I'll ask you the same question I've asked myself and my listeners and other guests this week. And I will ask it again on the MonsterCast coming up on Sunday. Why did Biden issue a veto threat a week before the Senate vote? My guess was he felt it was going to pass. And that likely Schumer told him, hey, look, we'll let Manchin and Cinema and Tester vote their constituents. It, you're going to veto it. There's not enough to override the veto in the Senate. We give them a pass to do so. Go ahead and issue that veto threat publicly now. Because as we all know, nothing happens by chance in Washington. Everything is by design. He did that for a reason. Why would now, in hindsight, of course, we look back and realize that they didn't vote that way. But I question why Biden issued that threat when he did. You've got about a minute. Go ahead.
3: Uh, just, just to make sure, I think, just, you know, an extra added layer of insurance is about all that I can think of because it didn't surprise me to see that the Senate was in lockstep because, again, this was not about the pistol brace. This is about right. power. And in that case, they're they're not going to let anybody deviate from the party
0: line. Are you tell me your personal thoughts real quick before the break about Mansion disappointment? I, Manchin I, I is, hate relying on Mansion. I hate. Why, why should I have to rely on a pro gun Democrat ever?
3: No, I, I don't. I don't think you know Mansion is at best a moderate fud. Okay, but ultimately he's a Democrat and he's going to do what the party tells him to do.
0: West Virginia listeners, I hope you're paying very careful attention to that. I know you're out there listening in Armed American Radio Land. I know you are. Hey, You've got you got some work to do. Rid yourselves of this. Rid the country of this. Put somebody in there that represents West Virginia values. And it isn't yeah. an anti-gun moderate Democrat, David. About 10 seconds. We'll pick just, up. Let's just, for this.
3: Just like the coal thing. You know, the Democrats are the party of green. They want to eliminate your jobs, guys.
0: Exactly. Figure this out, man. Same thing with you in Montana. Come on, guys. Figure this out. It's not hard to do. The rest of the country is watching you in Red America scratching their heads going, What are you doing? This shouldn't be happening in West Virginia, and it certainly shouldn't be happening in Montana. We'll be back. Two more segments with David Codria.
7: defense firearms are guaranteed for life trusted worldwide and designed engineered and manufactured right here in america daniel defense freedom passion precision
0: freedom passion and precision daniel defense that's what they represent something the democrats obviously know nothing about freedom passion and precision man they'll take your rights from you so fast your head will spin fascinating stuff welcome back inside the sig Sauer studios here at aar ranch Mark Walters on the Fort Worth Armory mic for you today and every day. It's all being brought to you by X-Insurance. Continuing the conversation with the great David Codria. David, let's switch gears to internal revenue service because this is a topic I've been waiting to, to hear your perspective on this. I don't know if you saw what Lee wrote today, his investigative piece for the Second Amendment Foundation, but it was brilliant. The analysis was spot on. IRS goes into a Montana gun shop, 7.30 in the morning, strips them of hundreds of 4473. If you're just joining the program, if you're new to the show, the 4473 is the background check form that you are required by law to fill out every time you buy a gun from a dealer, regardless of what the lying media tells you. It doesn't matter what state you're in. It's federal law. And turns up because the ATF was with them. David, why the $35 million in battle rattle for the IRS? They, they literally have combat gear. What is going on here from David Codria's perspective? You've been around this. You've spent your whole adult life. What is happening?
3: It's a show of force to intimidate that there's no way that you can you know resistance is futile it's the the Borg philosophy but Again, you know, I, I did not see Lee's piece. I, I try to read Lee whenever I can. Today was just fighting fire after fire. I didn't have a chance to get over there and read it. I will. I promise. Uh, I, I uh, did see Gun Owners of America's announcement about it that, that, that mm-hmm. came out a couple of days ago, and they're they're absolutely spot on. You know, there's there's absolutely no reason why, if this was in fact a search and seizure for financial records, why they need records that personally identify information of firearms purchasers as well as the serial numbers of the firearms that they're buying you know what is the reason behind this and and of course we know that ADF has played fast and and loose with the rules that keep them from establishing a uh, database of all gun owners uh, through not having the the financial wherewithal to do it here's what I would do were I um, the chair of the House Oversight Committee on Government Reform I would Uh, force the irs commissioner to come in and answer some hard questions on what it is you're doing and why it is you're doing it uh what we're seeing when these guys come in on an armed raid and uh you notice that the gun store owner did not get hauled away in chains or anything like that so they apparently Mm -hmm. don't have anything on him um so what in fact are you doing And, and it goes back to uh The Declaration of Independence, Mark, everything goes back to the founders in their wisdom. And uh, one of their big complaints against George of England was he has sent uh, hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. And we are seeing exactly the same grievances that the founders had when they decided that the form of government needed to be altered or abolished. We're seeing the same thing happening today.
0: David, you said a show of force when you first answered the question. When I hear it's a show of force, that tells me that there was a conversation in an office somewhere between at least two people, maybe acting on orders from someone else, that had to decide to show force. Now, I am smart enough to know that the ATF wasn't there. The ATF would like to have us believe that they were there because it's a gun shop and the ATF oversees gun dealers through its regulatory agency, that they were likely there to protect the gun shop from any overreach from the IRS. I can't say it with a straight face <laughs> because we all know that's why they weren't there or that's, why, that's not why they were there. They were there to work together with the IRS Which is why the IRS took the 4473s to give to the ATF. So clearly there was a discussion somewhere to do this. This didn't happen by chance. To me, that frightens me as an American. And ladies and gentlemen, if it doesn't frighten you when you're talking about those two agencies that are clearly weaponized, ooh, I don't know if this is the program for you, frankly.
3: I would look, uh, again, if if, if I were House Oversight, I would be demanding to see a copy of the actual warrant. Okay, what is it? Because, you know, Fourth Amendment, you have to specifically identify that which you're searching for and what it is you're looking for, and to see if the warrant said anything about 4473 records. And also, I would Well, wait a minute.
0: Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Because the IRS is claiming that they were there to pick up financial information. So explain to me in any way, shape, or form how a 4473 is a financial record. Now, I know how they'll stretch it. They'll say it was representative of a purchase, and then the IRS will say that it's like a receipt. That's that's the excuse that they'll use. In the meantime, the ATF has the documentation and has just added to a database, correct? I'll, I'll let you continue, but I wanted to throw that caveat in there.
3: Well, yeah, and and I I would, along with demanding to see the warrant and what the warrant specifically authorized them to seize, I would then be demanding to have the chain of custody of the evidence that was collected uh, established, because I would want to see for sure whether or not IRS was, in fact, turning over the 4473s to ATF. Okay, and this this is all stuff that we need to be, to have determined. It's not going to be determined if we're re, you know relying on the mainstream media to tell us anything no. about it. And and it's going to have to come out through lawsuits. It's going to have to come out through house oversight. And, and, of course, IRS and ATF are both going to fall back on, well, we can't comment on ongoing law enforcement you know, operations, and they're going to stretch things out that way. And it's just more of the same. They do it because they can and because they can't be stopped.
0: Yeah, when or I look so at the they, so, so they think. Well, you know, or, yeah, and it, it gets more complicated, as we talked about earlier this week that there, with, uh, with Neil and others. It's Chevron deference, where the regulatory agency is deferred to have the expertise. So we rely on them because they know more than we do about what it is they need. So even if you look at that in that context, which is a little complicated, but just on the surface, there is no financial record of anything on a Form 4473. True enough. So what would the IRS need with it? That would be saying, oh, I don't know. Uh, You know, we need your, uh, I don't know, pick another record that has not, I mean, it doesn't make any, there's nothing that the IRS can use. There's nothing financial on it. They can't look at a 4473 and say, oh, you didn't report all your income.
3: Well, oh, I don't know. They they could turn around and say, now we're going to match it up against receipts. We're going to match it up against credit records. We're going to match it up against, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, the books. And, you know, there, there, there's all kinds of ways. But the bottom line is we can speculate all day. We need to have evidence. And the only way we're going to get that is to force it out of them.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to force it out of them, and that's not going to be an easy task. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. We've got one more segment with David Codria continuing the conversation on a fun-filled Friday. Isn't it a fun-filled Friday? Anytime you're talking about the IRS and the ATF, it's a fun-filled day. We'll be right back. MyLocalGunShop.com, a website for gun buyers that gives you direct access to verified gun shops, their inventory, and more regardless of your location. There are no accounts and zero fees. If you are an FFL, you can upload thousands of items within minutes, giving all Americans access to your entire inventory for one simple flat rate. MyLocalGunShop.com, an innovative new way for gun buyers and verified FFLs to connect online. Visit MyLocalGunShop.com today. The gold set from North American Arms. These beautiful mini revolvers are plated in 24 karat gold and are available in calibers 22 short, 22 long rifle, and 22 Magnum. Available individually or as a set, each mini is equipped with synthetic weight pearl grips, matching serial numbers, and a beautiful walnut display case with glass top. The gold set for a limited time at North American Arms. To add one, two, or three of these beautiful mini 24 karat gold-plated revolvers to your collection, visit NorthAmericanArms.com today. following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. All right, here we go. Third segment on a fun-filled Friday, IRS and ATF. Fun-filled Friday with those two agencies, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Fun-filled. Nothing fun-filled with the IRS and the ATF as of late. I don't think there ever has been, quite frankly. But suffice to say these are two agencies that are up your craw they want what you have and as david codrea just pointed out in the six hour studios just a few minutes ago it's a show of force david that's very frightening to hear let's close up the irs atf debacle how about defunding this? Do, do the Republicans have the stones necessary that the Democrats would have if the, if the script were flipped to defund this and put a stop to this right now out of appropriations? Do they have the stones to do it? Because that's what it's no. going to take. Other than that, we have to go to court. No, Republicans are part of
3: the big club too. All the uh, all the uh. top people are, are, are part of that swamp that uh, Donald Trump was talking about dr- uh, draining. And you know, it's like, it's like with the illegal immigration thing. Okay, the the Democrats want it because of the pathway to citizenship and the Democrat votes that will provide. The Republicans want it for cheap labor. Uh, you know, for their corporate constituents that uh, that make the large donations to them and make the Mitch McConnell's and the Lindsey Graham's of the world possible. Um, You know it's 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 really kind of simple and and the uh republicans are not going to do anything which uh you know face it if you wanted to defund it like that that would be considered a radical move Uh, they're not going to do anything that's perceived radical because they're all about trying to appear moderate and not saying boo uh because they somehow think that if they if they compromise and go along to get along that the media is suddenly going to stop hating on them and 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 give them a fair shake it's the reason they compromise on gun laws okay you know it just it's what they are and who they are uh great term i saw vichy cons as in the vichy uh french and uh, the vichy conservatives and and that's that's what we're talking
0: about here Sounds like something great on a menu. Yeah, i have the Vichy Cons, please. <laughs> and, yeah, I'll have the uh, French bread and a lot of butter, please. Vichy Khans with a lot of butter. There you go. Mm-hmm.
3: All right. yeah, along with along with a well, bowl of derecho's, right? Yeah,
0: with a bowl of derecho's, good heavens, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Boy, that's going back a lot of years. That's when we used to refer to the temperature as the gore. Man, David Codry has been with me on this program for the better part of 50 years, ladies and gentlemen. It's not his first rodeo, believe me. David, uh, you threw me off kilter with the, the bowl of Doritos. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I want to hear you make the Prius. I got to get that Mark. out. <laughs> That's the Prius going by. Here's the vet chasing it, chasing it and surpassing it. Let me put it that way. But boy, oh boy, I tell you, the bowl of Doritos, funny stuff. All right, I'm gonna jump over. It, it's <laughs> David's crackin'. <up. laughs> I wish you could go. I wish I had those old. Oh, that's funny stuff. Okay, calm down. Hold it. Let me me catch a breather here. I'm going to take a sip of my sugar free Red Bull. It's five thirty seven p.m. Live if you're listening live on the East Coast, two thirty seven p.m. on the West Coast. Hold on a second. Mm. Okay, let me try to catch myself inside joke there, guys. Sorry. Let me go back to Hunter Biden without really going back to Hunter Biden. This is about Hunter Biden, but we're not going to talk about Hunter Biden. We're going to talk about the Democrats and the gun grabbers, the professional gun prohibitionist lobby. Why are they silent on Hunter Biden's diversion? On his charge? Why are they saying nothing, nothing whatsoever? Why aren't they saying because they would be saying it if it were you, they'd say it if it were me. But when it's Hunter Biden Who violates the law, which is what they want. People put away for violating the law when it comes to purchasing firearms. You know, they want strengthened background checks. He lied on the background check form. Why aren't they out there vocally championing this? Why are they silent?
3: And, and, and you answered your own question, because of the background checks, which is what they're pushing as being critical, why are they turning a blind eye to someone who lied so that he could pass a background check, if in fact it's really the, the law that they say is going to solve everything? It's because they know that it's a fraudulent lie. They know that the real purpose behind background checks, heck, it uh, got admitted in a National Institute of Justice study, uh, mm-hmm. where they said that background checks are basically going going to be ineffective unless you can also have have, have registration. And the reason you have registration is so that you can have confiscation. Look, if it was just about background checks, we've talked about the bid system on this program, the blind identification uh, data system, where you could determine whether or not a guy had a criminal record without ever uh, referring to whether or not a gun sale went through. Why won't they champion that? Because they know that it would expose what they're doing for being the fraud that it is. They're not interested in background checks. They're interested in knowing who knows what so that they can come get it. Just that simple. And Hunter Biden, you know, uh, talking about him does not help them with the narrative. Uh, they've got, like I referenced in the earlier segment, uh, I think it was last hour, um, they have some people making excuses, saying, well, the Justice Department never really prosecutes anybody, so Hunter's not really getting a deal. And that negates or or absolutely ignores, like the work of John Lott, who says that X percent of these things are false positives anyway, and it doesn't admit the the number of people uh, that, uh, you know, it it turns out that uh, it's part of a plea deal, a bargaining chip, and they, they go ahead and they give up on that in order to get them to confess the Something else. You know, it, it's all a big game. The bottom line is they know it, and we know they know it, that this isn't about 4473s and lying and all that. This is about protecting their agenda, which is citizen disarmament.
0: So, what does that say about a guy like David Hogg, who is in his early 20s? And I, I say him because he's high profile, we know who he is. Well, I could say the same thing. What does that say about the entire March for Our Lives group? But I'll pick on David Hogg because he's easy to pick on. Because he's Harvard educated. He's not a dummy. What does it say about his intelligence quotient? That he can't understand what what it is you just said.
3: These people are doctrinaire, uh, quote unquote, progressives. And in, in a way they're they're zealots in in a way that uh there there's there's just no way that you're going to be able to approach them on a rational basis and get them to admit it if it conflicts with their emotions, which is why you and know, I have also talked to them in the uh, past about I like we, that. We, we 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 don't debate The right to keep and bear arms because it's not debatable. And why give the opposing side the legitimacy of thinking that they have an argument that's worth fighting against? You know, the bottom line is that they don't. Reality proves that they don't. Uh, David Hogg and Marks for Our Lives is basically uh, fanatics and useful idiots.
0: Marks for Our Lives. I caught that, Greg. Did you catch that there in the Dallas Network, Greg? Running the board with all the bells and whistles and switches and cool lights and stuff. Marks for Our Lives. I like that, David. Very I don't know good. if Greg caught that or not. Yeah, marks for our lives. Well, I guess one of the, I guess a couple, one of the things that you said just now that really jumps out at me, and that is if it conflicts with their emotions, because that's what this is about. This is an emotional base. Of course, we know liberalism is based on emotion. They don't think, but there has to be. I would like to think that there's honest people that are emotional that you could convince with facts. To see the truth But it doesn't seem to be the case With the other side How concerned do we need to be That this is a younger generation coming Now keep in mind My daughter is in that same David Hogg age group That same gen whatever they call themselves today And my daughter goes to Turning Point USA conventions And my daughter And you know my daughter David you've known my daughter since she was a toddler My daughter could beat David Hogg up But she gets it. Why Why does she not fall for it? Well,
3: because of the way that she was raised with uh, parents who are examples, not just do as we say, but do as we do examples, that you're not hypocrites about it and that you have standards and that you have rules and that your children are not being raised by the uh, Democrat educational establishment. To where oh,
0: hey, David, fed. David, yeah. I, we just came to an end. I got to cut him off. I uh I got you know I hate when that happens. MyLocalGunShop.com, a website for gun buyers that gives you direct access to verified gun shops, their inventory, and more, regardless of your location. There are no accounts and zero fees. If you are an FFL, you can upload thousands of items within minutes, giving all Americans access to your entire inventory for one simple flat rate. MyLocalGunShop.com, an innovative new way for gun buyers and verified FFLs to connect online. Visit MyLocalGunShop.com today. AAR listeners, this is the year I'm asking you to go out of your way to support our partners that keep this program on the air. It's essential to our existence and to the ongoing fight for the Second Amendment. Our newest partner, the Crime Prevention Research Center at CrimeResearch.org, headed by Dr. John Lott, is literally on the front line defending our freedoms and this program. While the anti-gunners spend millions spreading misinformation and lies, it's the CPRC and Dr. Lott advancing the real scientific understanding of the relationship between laws and gun ownership, improving the awareness and knowledge of this scientific understanding among the public, journalists and policymakers, and enhancing public safety through these scientific advances, improving awareness and knowledge. Knowledge in the public eye. As a nonprofit, Dr. Lott needs our help to continue this groundbreaking research and getting it out to the public. Please, like I do, make a monthly donation, whatever amount, to the CPRC and help us tell the truth about our right to bear arms. You can do so at crimeresearch.org. CrimeResearch.org. Please help us today.
7: This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show.
0: Now, back to the show, indeed. Final segment here in the six-hour Studios at AAR Ranch on the Fort Worth Armory Platinum and Powerful Microphone, all of it being brought to you by X-Insurance. I want to apologize to David and to you listeners. I was enthralled with what we were talking about there and missed a cue. And we lost David just like that because we went to a hard break. That's the difference between soft breaks and hard breaks. The hard break is a hard break. Boom. It is unforgiving. It's like the ocean floor and an acoustic guitar. It's very unforgiving. And I, uh, I appreciate you hearing me out on that. And I, 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 just so you know, I did call David after that and said I apologized to him about that. And he wanted me to mention a couple of links that he sent me earlier today. What I want you to do is head over to Ammo Land and check out David's pieces. He's got two huge pieces, not just the Biden FOI, but one about a lawsuit documenting attempted murder of unarmed citizen at Ammo Land. He spent a lot of time on these. Please go visit David Kodria at Ammo Land and read his two latest columns. He puts a ton of work into this and specifically asked me to please mention that to you, which I am doing now. Visit him at Amble, to you're going to want to read what he writes. Fascinating stuff. Greg, over in Dallas, Texas, two hours have gone by already. Yeah, zoom, zoom. Boy, I'll tell you what. I, I just love listening to David. He, he, You know, we don't talk about these things before the show. They, they come up in conversation, and that's what I love about having a guest like Codria, Neil McCabe, AWR, the, John. The conversations just roll on top of each other. Because the guests are so good, and they're so up on what they do. And what they do is so important, and what they put into what they do shows. It's like a good cook, right? Yeah. You can taste the work and the love that goes into what they do. And I hope people feel that way about this show, too. We're very passionate about it. We live this. We don't just talk about it. We get off the air, and we live what we talk about. And I hope that comes across. I think it does. But, boy, I'll tell you, when I listen to people like David Codry, David's been around a long time doing this, and he is just brilliant. And if you've ever read anything he's written, he wraps his prose unlike anybody I've ever met. He is without a doubt one of the top two or three most brilliant writers I have ever read. And, boy, he goes, he researches everything he puts in print, everything. So make sure to check him out. Boy, we heard a lot from him, too. I'm not really sure how to wrap up with that. I'd like to get your thoughts on what you heard. You were silent, listening as well. What, what, is, what was your biggest takeaway, Greg, from what you heard David talking about on those topics? Well, what, what jumped out at you? Anything specific?
2: Uh, you guys covered so many topics, and um, I was uh, catching some of the, the IRS ATF talk. And um, I, I thought it was interesting how no one seemed to mention the, uh, well, maybe you did, and I missed it, because I was looking over here at the user interface, hoping we weren't about to take a big hit. Um, and just... Always we, concerned about the NSA when we talk about these subjects. I'm styles. telling you, man, <laughs> when, when it comes to the IRS and the, uh, the typical uh, ATF, then, you know, the NSA is like, no, nah, you guys can't talk bad about these guys at all. How dare you talk, talk about our friends? But... You know, it's interesting how, and I'll specifically talk about the uh, ATF here because, you know, there's conspiracies about the IRS anyways, uh, about just how unconstitutional these people are operating and how they are acting as if they they make the rules as they go and then we're all supposed to abide by them. And for me, it's one of those instances where it's like, why are more people just not blatantly ignoring these people because... They clearly don't have any kind of authority well, here, except for the fact that they're the ones that are saying, we'll make a rule, and then we'll show up at your house with guns. And who cares about your constitutional rights?
0: I guess that that's the end-all, be-all. You know, I go back to the bump stock issue with this, Greg, when I, I was disappointed that more groups didn't get angry about the bump stock issue, not understanding that it wasn't about the bump stock. It was about, and we were right, obviously, because we're seeing the ATF continue their shenanigans. It wasn't about the bump stock. It was never about the bump stock. It was about the ATF's ability to regulate what they want with no oversight and no congressional law written and those of us who do this, we pick that up immediately hey wait a minute guys this has nothing to do with a bump stock an obscure piece of plastic that even most gun owners had never heard about we knew it was a bigger picture and lo and behold boom here comes the pistol brace so listeners I'll challenge you with this do you think they're going to stop there bump stock shot down in the fifth circuit multiple rulings ATF pistol brace ruling shot down by four different judges, Fifth Circuit. What next? You think the ATF is going to get the message and go, gosh, you know, we should really stop doing this. I guess we're overreaching. You think the ATF is thinking that? Not at all. And my biggest fear, I've said this many times, is that your semi-automatic rifle is next. The reclassification, what they're doing is they're building its stepping stones. This is one brick in the wall. Let's get away with it with bump stocks. Let's get away with it with pistol braces. Maybe they're going to come up with something else. Maybe it's a trigger device. I don't know. But eventually, they're going to work their way to semi-automatic rifles, Greg. That's my biggest concern. That the semi-automatic rifle, we've been misclassifying that all along, too.
2: Well, they've been talking Boom. about it.
0: That. Well, they've been driving that narrative. You're right. We've, we've, we've discussed that many, many times over the years on the air, particularly the last 24 months. And you see when your eyes are open, and you do this, and particularly when you do this for a living, and this is what you study and you you research this stuff all day, you see the narrative of semi-automatic across the board. It's like the bullet points that they get, you know, the montages you see. You see the CNN reporter and the MSDNC reporter and the ABC and NBC, all saying the same thing. And you put the montage together, and the, the view... Whatever outlet they can, you see it in the L.A. Times, the New York Times, the Washington Post. You see the narrative being driven. You see it forming in front of you. It's not hard to see if you're paying attention. And you began to see over the last two, two and a half years, this demonization of the words themselves, semi-automatic, designed to look scary in print. That's how they do it. Now, the AP had a piece out. We're not going to have enough time to go into it right now, but we will definitely be talking about this on Sunday, the way they write it. I'm I'm very concerned about that, and David is spot on there, as, as he always is. But, ladies and gentlemen, you need to be paying attention to this. Please, when you read this stuff, do yourself a solid. Here, let me challenge you. Just Google the words gun control. That's all you have to do. And I want you to make a comparison. Then Google positive gun use. And take a look at what you get and look at the media narrative in headline after headline after headline by media outlet after, media outlet after media outlet after media outlet. And you can see the direction this is going and why we're so concerned and fighting as hard as we are these ATF edicts. Now you throw the IRS in on top of this. Wow. This is frightening stuff. It isn't going to get any better anytime soon. That's why we're out here doing this every single day. As John Lott said. that's why you have a radio show. It's why I write my op-eds. It's why we have the crimeresearch.org site. But we need you with your head in the game. And right now what we want you to do is enjoy your Friday because we're going to get up and do this again on Sunday on Sunday evening on the Monstercast. We'll have a great lineup as we always do. But between now and then, put it all away. Enjoy your weekend. Spend time with your family. Be safe. Have a great weekend. Carry on, carry off and carry absolutely everywhere. Never leave your cave without your club. Enjoy your day. We'll see you on the radio Sunday.